Hello and welcome to Train of Thought. My name is Rob Tobias. With me today is my friend Michael Hall. I mean, Sir Michael Hall. Sir Michael. I think you're. Aren't you knighted now? No, I just have bad nights. Bad nights here and there. Bad nights. Uh, well, I appreciate you uh, sitting here with me and helping me to, uh, yeah, have some train of thought conversations today. Uh, we're sitting here in a new year, 2023. 2023. Mid-January, coming into Martin Luther King weekend. It's actually a national holiday. What do you know about that? Well, I know that uh, I was absolutely stunned and bowled over when he was assassinated because I admired him like probably more than anybody else. Yeah, you're. And, uh, I guess you're a little. You got a year or two on me because I mean I, I remember coming across the news and I I didn't know that much about him actually. Mm. I knew the name, but I really didn't know all all that he represented un, until really after he was gone. In some ways, well, I, I was. Well aware of him, I, I read the paper avidly every day, uh-huh. and um, didn't have much for it in the way of a TV. We had a little bitty black and white TV with three channels uh, that didn't pick him up much. But but reading about what he was doing and, and was so inspiring. Yeah, uh, I had not really realized the degree of the injustice in this country towards. The various ethnic groups. I was on military bases growing up and uh, just didn't know the real world. Yeah, the real world. I mean, I grew up in a town where uh, it was like a, a small percentage of, of African Americans and a small American uh, uh, percentage of Jewish, you know, so <laughs> yeah. So I was a little bit of a, a minority and, you know, I, I had some friends who were African American, you know, mm-hmm. we... We were in school together, but uh, certainly was aware that there was limits in even our little suburb there in Ohio of uh, you know which clubs and which where they right. where people lived and which thing they interacted with. It, it was a uh, yeah appalling really the lines of um, of race. Uh, in some ways, I think in Ohio that line was was stronger than in some. Some other places, you know. Yeah, I lived in Ohio as well, and, and I can remember that line. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing for me was having grown up most of my life on military bases, traveling all over the world, I saw a lot of cultures, a lot of ethnicities, and and I just thought it was really cool that everybody, people looked different and talked different and had different ways of doing things. I thought that was just a rich, wonderful thing, and so I was shocked when dad retired and we went into the normal non-military world and I saw all of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was just, just shocked. And I guess for me, my eyes were open because I was affected by music so much. Right. Uh, I had older siblings that brought home records and, you know, I heard Dylan's first record with, with Blown in the Wind and then uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary started singing, yep. singing stuff and I uh, got aware of, of Pete Seeger and you know, it was through the lyrics, really, of their songs and and point pointing that kind of thing out, and then and of course sports as well, and and hearing about um, race problems. Right. Um, you know, we had Frank Robinson was a great ball player in Cincinnati. He was a, got to be a little outspoken, and he got traded. 
Oscar Robertson, a great, great player. Awesome, one of the best in NBA history. He got traded because he started being outspoken, outspoken, and and you know this kind of thing started getting talked about more. Of like, well, what's wrong with being outspoken? Well, when you're African American, you have to kind of toe the line more, and you know you can't. Yep. Uh, that just, I just was shocking to me. It, it still, I don't understand. You know, in any species, and we're a species. Variety is one of the ways you ensure the continuation of the species mm-hmm. because different things will affect different segments. And, and so I always, I mean, from when I was a kid, I thought this is wonderful. This is the way we're actually keeping everything safe as there are so many different ways that we live and, and look. And, you know, that variety is just like the cornerstone of, of a secure species. Exactly. Uh, Diverse, and, diversity. And, yeah, and everybody brings something new and fresh. Yeah. Uh, so as as the Freedom Riders were going on down there, I, I was reading it in the paper and just floored because everything came, you know, burst open this this nasty bubble of of racism and segregation. It was like a nasty something on your body the body of of the america that burst and we all went oh my gosh that's there except for the people who were already involved in it on yeah. both sides yeah uh just gonna break our conversation up with a little bit because what drove that those those movements of course were music and uh yes and Pete Seeger was part of it in but here's a song that peter paul mary made famous and was part of the movement, and um, this was a, a tribute album that it's on, a Seeger tribute album, Nancy Griffith doing um, If I Had a Hammer. It's just a nice piece of Americana right there, uh, and um, we're both musicians, so it kind of yes, it kind of speaks to our soul when when you put uh, justice and freedom in a song and uh, get 
people singing along. There's just not. There's something pretty powerful about that. Extremely powerful. Um, it it can change hearts and minds to go back to that Bush quote. Yeah. Uh, and I've heard stories lately, you know, about um, oh, like the Staple Singers hooking up with uh, Martin Luther King, and right, you know, and uh, he invited them. You know, they were they were doing gospel stuff, but um, he invited them to come out. And, you know, he heard them do versions of of different things that he liked, and said, "You guys got to come on the road with me." And um, yeah, different people that uh, musicians that he'd invite to to help. Bring people out and bring pe- people together. Music has always been a part of movements like that. Well, I think we can say that he definitely changed the world. Um, MLK. It, yeah. It didn't go as far as we would have liked, but MLK made a difference. And I think that in a lives, people who make a difference are sort of our mileposts. Yeah. Um, you know, as a musician... The, the songs of that era were so potent. But Martin Luther King didn't just invite uh, musicians. He also had the rabbis mm-hmm. join him at one point. And I know you were involved in a documentary on that. Maybe yeah. you could talk yeah. about that for a moment. I know. I want to share stuff around that. Uh, that was um, in 1964, my friend, Rabbi, our friend, Rabbi Hanan Sills, mm-hmm. was part of a group of 16 or 17 um, reform rabbis that were invited down to St. Augustine, Florida, by Martin Luther King. He wow. sent a telegram to some Reform rabbi gathering and of hundreds of Reform rabbis, and um, Hanan was one of yeah, 16 or 17 that, that answered the call and said, I have to go. You know, he's stand with uh, African Americans. And, and yeah, they, it's always been interesting to me, the connection between the Jewish community and the African American community. Um, Yes. And uh, I think that was one of the things King said to the rabbis. You know, I admire your, the way you keep alive, um, you know, the history of your oppression, you know, as an oppressed people and then celebrate it and yet Mm -hmm. go on and, you know, sort of hoping that that will be the case someday with with his community that uh, will look back on, you know, the slavery days or whatever, but to get past it but then you know keep the memory alive and but at that time they were they were in the heart of it um uh and i did i did get to go to uh saint augustine for the 50th anniversary in in in, um, 2014 with rabbi hanan and wow and uh meet a bunch of these rabbis that were part of it part of the movement and um yeah just how scary it was at that time and you know the Ku Klux Klan was there, and uh, well, there's the iconic photo of the uh, hotel owner pouring what was it bleach? No, it was was it bleach acid, acid or, into the swimming pool? Yeah. So um, the story was that the rabbis were out front, kind of causing a little bit of a commotion, protesting, singing, uh-huh. and of this hotel. And at that time, some some black, you know, uh, African American kids went and jumped in the hotel pool, which was course forbidden and the owner of the hotel went crazy and yeah yeah and um and then people started getting arrested for i don't know civil disobedience i suppose yeah well that's the fight for freedom you know that's have you been to jail for justice yeah song uh who wrote that one or who did it well i'm not sure who did that Uh um it's you know it's a labor movement song but Uh it's it's also for any movement yeah because if you're fighting for justice and uh you know the the amount of injustice that that was predicated on our uh, um, uh, 
black population in our various ethnic groups, um, religious groups, uh, is is certainly something that has to be combated. Uh, but when you say combat, doesn't mean war. It it needs to be beaten down in the field of ideas and in laws, mm-hmm. so that we can actually make a change. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, at this one and one of the things uh, I made a little film about it, which is av- available. Rob Tobias videos on YouTube uh, called uh, Justice Justice um, uh, Saint Augustine. It's an excellent film. Uh huh. And one of the kids who jumped in the pool, you know, was at this reunion. You know, he's no longer a kid. I guess if he was uh, 15 then and 15 years later, he's in his mid-60s or 70. Uh, And he spoke. He just said, you know, I wouldn't miss this to, you know, stand here with my brothers. And they, you know, they stood up that day. And there's still a lot of changes that need to come. But... um, I'm going to do my part, he said, and, you know, he's just inviting everybody to do their part because that's, that's what it takes, you know. And that's exactly what it takes. It's, mm-hmm. it's people have to stand up and go do something. Yeah. Because it's easy to sit in your chair and listen to the radio or watch it on TV and go, boy, that's just a terrible thing that's going on. But it takes a little bit of courage to get up and actively try to make that difference. Yeah. Um so for me, yeah, I, I I didn't grow up very religious or anything, but I got um, Rabbi Hanan was one that brought me to music, and I I always loved actually the African American. Growing up in Ohio, you know, it wasn't right. far. I heard a lot of the gospel stuff, and um, yeah, I always loved the the rousing spirit of it all. Um, but then I got sort of turned on some of, some of the Jewish stuff, and I ended up making a a Jewish renewal album called By the River. Renewal meaning kind of a <clears throat> new age part of Judaism. But, uh, but I brought some of that uh, gospel choral stuff and uh, found this tune called Circle Round for Freedom. I wanted to share a little bit of that. Yeah, It's written by a woman in the, in the Bay Area named Linda Hirshhorn. Uh, as a choral piece, you know, I made it um, my own and, and I even put a little tag on it. Um, that she didn't write, so I kind of I do that sometimes. The folk process, you might call it. <laughs> well, what do you say? Can we hear? Yeah, that? just a little bit of a circle round for freedom. It's you know with an eye on maybe in the, uh, around the, the the Jewish story and Passover, but it certainly relates to all the freedom movements and all the justice movements and um, all that's the people that are being oppressed in the world continuing today. And like we say, stand up, justice, and, and, and join together. And so here's a little song of freedom. Circle round for freedom. Circle round for peace. For all of us imprisoned. Circle for release. Circle for the planet. Circle for each soul. For the children of our children, keep the circle whole.
Eye of the River album. Yeah, the great Jeremy Wagner playing some mandolin there. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And it's actually a, <laughs> a national holiday. That's kind of... I, this country amazes me sometimes. Sometimes we get things right, and then we have factions uh, that pull us back, you know. Yes. Uh, um, but, yeah, I know Stevie Wonder was a bit advocate for uh, making a, the Martin Luther King holiday a, a national holiday, and um, it is. It's crazy. I think it's wonderful. I think it's one of the best things they've done. Um you know, you have to really pause and think about why do you want to add a holiday and um, what's it symbolize yeah. to the nation, uh, to the world. And, you know, when they added national let's talk like a pirate's day, uh, <laughs> I think that was a little bit foolish. But Martin Luther King, let's give him a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, things like reparations and uh, how to make, make things better that happened in the past. I, I have mixed feelings. You know, the world changes. People do evolve in their thinking. Yes. And, and you know, how they behaved 100 years ago versus how things are today. That You know, they didn't have the benefit of some of the communication that was happening and education right. that's happening. Um, I, don't, I don't know. How do, you, how do you feel about that, about trying to repair things that happened 100 you know 50 years ago whatever well we can't go back as we all know uh, if you've ever tripped over something and maybe broke your toe you really wish you could go back well we as a nation more than tripped over something and we broke our our spirit yeah and the spirit of a lot of people who were forced into uh, terrible circumstances and we justified it with ignorance because the ignorance was that they just simply didn't realize i know or believe that everyone is equal that that there there are not some people who are more people than others <laughs> you know that you can't have freedom while someone next to you is being shackled right uh, it, it's just doesn't work and so we have a civil war that happened and we have all of the uh the terrible organizations that are in favor of neo-Nazism and, and uh, racism like the Ku Klux Klan. And, yeah. and, and it's hard to eliminate them once it's ingrained. The place where we have to change people's minds, change their socialization. And education. I mean, that, it's, why it's, oh, it's mind-boggling that they want to, you know, they call it critical race theory or whatever. You know, right. I call education, you know, thinking critically like you know like exactly. how, how can we teach kids or how can we teach people to actually you know have a filter for what is you know what is good information what it, <laughs> what seems to be doesn't doesn't pass the smell test or whatever you know yep uh, we need to have critical thinkers well we're we're in an era of the most intense mass communication that's been in the history of human beings and Unfortunately, a substantial percentage of that communication on the social network is not true. <laughs> and, and as you know, we both work in video. Uh, you can make things pretty much look and sound any way you want. Right. Uh, if you have the skills and the technology. And so it's easy to make something that's a lie look like something that's true. I have a, uh, a show I'm just starting up called 
real fake news, uh-huh. true stories that never happened. Right. Because it's so easy to come up with the fake stories and make them look real that it's how do you train the generations to recognize and to think critically again. Yeah. Uh, I know. It's a challenge. These lies come at us so fast and furious. I I wrote a song uh, during the Trump era called uh, The Bowling Green Massacre, (laughs) (laughs) which, if you remember, was uh, Kellyanne Conway saying, you know, there was some Iran, Iranian immigrants or Iraqi, I don't know, that that went crazy and killed all these people. It never actually happened. No, no. She just made it up. Well, that's the problem is, is in politics, there's always been a fair amount of lying yeah. that goes on. But a lot of it was more twisting the truth. It's really a lie, but it's twisting something that's real. Well, now they don't even start with what's real. Yeah. You know, Hitler kept saying in Goebbels in the German era, the Nazi era, that if you repeat a lie often enough, People believe it's the truth, and that's what we are living in right now. I know. They're really running with that. Uh, So I'm repeating the lies and saying their lies (laughs) on my channel, and and, uh, the motto is true stories that never happened. Right. Because you can make it look like they did. Well, now we have this guy, Santos, who got elected on on total fabrications, and uh, you don't... there have to be some repercussions. We have to hold somebody accountable for that. Uh, we'll see uh, how it plays out. I know they, the Republicans want his vote in Congress because um, he's on their side. But um, but he's not who he says he is. No. And no. people voted on that illusion. Yeah. Uh, and so we have someone in there who is probably not supposed to be in there. <laughs> but uh, on other levels, probably most of the people in there um, did some deception in order to get elected. Certainly. Uh, there's a wonderful <laughs> film with Robert Redford called The Candidate. Oh, yeah. It came out in, the, I think it was the 60s, late 60s or early 70s. And anybody who hasn't seen that should just watch it. Right. Because the political process haven't changed that much, unfortunately. No. And you can see someone go from an idealistic, hardworking guy out there making a difference in the world and gradually being evolved into a lying politician. I know. I Actually, I have a cousin, or you know, he's the son of my, a first cousin of mine who just got elected to Congress. Oh, yay. His name is Greg Landsman from the 1st District in Ohio. Congratulations, That's great. Greg. Congratulations. Uh, and he's just the sweetest guy and worked hard. He was a city councilman in Cincinnati. And I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, you know, and like in two years when he's running for re-election or whatever, is he gonna, you know, um, gonna be hardened? And you know, how how much is being in in that hall and interacting with all the all those people gonna um, yep. change his uh, his outlook? I I hope he can keep his optimism. He's, you know, he really builds himself as a bipartisan guy, and and coming from uh, Southern Ohio, it's. He has to appeal to some some conservatives, sure. uh, and he he flipped. A, he was one of two Democrats to flip a, a Republican seat. It was like a six-time incumbent um, Republican that wow. that he beat. Um, That's great. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, it's you know he's in the snake pit now. 
Yeah. Well, then, <laughs> then you see what it will do to him over the years. Yeah. Whether he'll be able to withstand it or whether he'll uh, break like most of them do. Yeah. Because you know you want I I want a bill for my for my state that will improve the the economic status of the the folks in logging and and some other fella he wants a bill that will do this and so he comes to me and he says if you vote for mine I'll vote for yours well I don't really believe in yours well I don't either but I'll vote for you if you'll vote for me yeah exactly uh, and that's how kind of how it works yeah. I'll give you this you give me that yeah hey I'm talking with my friend Michael Hall my name is Rob Tobias um I wanted to before we head out I wanted to give you a little bit of Stevie Wonder's happy birthday uh for Martin Luther King Day um thank you Michael for I know time just whizzes by when yeah. we're on the train of thought. Well, thanks for having me, and uh, and it's a good train. I, <laughs> this train is bound for glory, right? I I hope so. As long as our our brains are are you know still snapping. <laughs> I think my brain snapped years ago. <laughs> uh, thanks again for listening to Train of Thought. I'm gonna give you a little bit of Stevie Wonder celebrating Martin Luther King Day. Happy birthday, MLK. Happy birthday. He's not with us on the planet, but his uh, his teachings, his spirit of um, integration and freedom and justice are with us. Then to have a world party on the day you came to be. Train of Thought airs on KEPW in Eugene, Saturdays and Mondays. I also post it on soundcloud.com slash robtobias. Email me, rob at robtobias.com if you have comments or suggestions.